You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... <sighs> Who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. I enjoyed this place so much. Now, did I enjoy finding parking? No, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the spot. Welcome to the city. Now, where were you going to live in Arlington? Because I know that you and your wife were looking yes. for a place here. Yeah, so we were not too far. I'm, I'm pulling up the little map here because you literally, I mean, you, you could, you could. Pro- I'd say if you were a good golfer and you could hit it in a straight line. Nah, no, that's probably a little aggressive. So we were over. We were going to be over in Crystal City. So, so we're over here. I mean, it's this is a great location. It's, it's right next to Army Navy. Mm-hmm. Golf club, which is fantastic. We were on the other side of 395. If you just head into Crystal City, um, we're literally in like downtown Crystal City, just overlooking the airport. Gotcha. So okay. I'd say by a stone's throw, um, you could probably get there in like six minutes from here. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Arlington's a great spot, man. It really, really is. This, it is. Is, this is awesome. And, and yes, we are recording live from Arlington. This is the first time our podcast has taken the road, Johnny. It is. And if you hear a lot of echoing, I don't have that much furniture. Uh, yeah. yet. I did order, I ordered a uh, corner shelf for a corner. Corner uh, shelf's important. Near where my, uh, uh, not bed, that's not my bed, that's my couch. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Shawnee, if, if I'm sitting here on, on this and this is your bed, then we need to start getting a GoFundMe going for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also got a kitchen table today, um, which will be good. So uh, hopefully the echo kind of goes down. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's good to have you here. Glad awesome. that you can make it over. I'm so proud of you. This yeah. is great. This is a great little spot. Um, we, we hit the road here. So this is after further review. I'm Connor Forrest, your host. There's Shawnee Olette, uh, just over there on the ones and twos, my executive producer. So we have had a little bit of a, um, kind of a, we've kind of worked our way into a new schedule with the pot. Usually we do the two episodes a week, right? You get your Tuesday episode, you get your Thursday episode. Recently things have kind of been a little bit up in the air. And we've been able to get you guys to one episode a week. And we've, get, we've gotten a little two for it, right? You got the, the weekend review and our weekly picks podcast all in one, which, is, which has been nice. Uh, a lot of great feedback from that. And I think we're kind of trending our way towards doing that again uh, for the couple weeks. It has been a, a wild few weeks. I mean, it has been a bat as crazy week in football alone. So we have a lot to get to. Uh I do apologize for being absent, uh, at least in the beginning of this week and then last week, Shawnee. Um, you know, me, me and my wife got, got the old cold situation, which, you know, this time of year is, is the most common thing ever. But last weekend we were in New York. We were in New York City. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is now three of the four vacations we've taken as a married couple. We've been, like, ill during uh. the trip. Like, and not like, oh, sniffles, like, actually, like, feeling like garbage, which is just – it's just – 
It's the worst way to do it. So like Wednesday comes around, I'm like, oh, this is this is an issue. Like this is going to be a problem. Uh, and then we're in New York, and we had a great time in New York. I'll get to that in a second. But I decided to take a couple days where I'm like, all right, let's try to get healthy and well. Um, and we're getting there. I think the sound you, you probably hear me a little bit, a little bit. Of I heard it a little bit at the beginning, bit, yeah. But nothing, nothing absurd. I think we're we're in the clear now, which is nice. Um, the after trails of a cold is, is always fun. Uh, but we were in New York last weekend, which was uh, my first time up to the city. I know, Shawnee, I think you've been up to New York City uh, before. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, so this is my first time up there. Um, as a, I'd say, as like, I mean, I've been up there in terms of I've driven through it, but I never like actually gotten out and explored it. So it was remarkable. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we did everything. I mean, we did the whole... Broadway, Times Square, we did the World Trade Center, we did the Observatory, we did Central Park. I mean, you name it, we were there, we did it. We did the Staten Island Ferry. I mean, it's just the whole kit and caboodle. And it was it was awesome. I mean, New York City, though, really and truly is an attack on the senses. Like, it is mm-hmm. a sensory overload. And I don't know, and honestly, like, you can talk to this if you feel this way. I have experienced this a number of times in my life. And I know I'm not the only one who experiences. Have you ever gone somewhere that you've always heard about? You've always known about, I mean, you were in Vegas recently. I think, I don't think that was your first trip to Vegas, Mm -mm. but like you've always known about, you've always heard about, you've read about it as a kid, you knew about it. And then you see it and it almost feels like you're like, this feels kind of like a weird mirage dream where you're like, Oh, that's the empire state building. Like, Oh, I'm just looking up at it. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm standing in the middle of times square. Like, I've only ever heard about this place, and now I'm just here. I'm like, it's exactly what I thought it would be. Like, the sounds, the the smells. Yeah. My God, the smells. <laughs> the people. The, just kind of the everything. You're like, wait a second. This is exactly what I thought it would be. Like, I know that's a weird thing. I'm trying to put that in a word set, like, actually makes sense. Do, do, you, do you kind of pick up what I'm putting down a little bit? I, I tend to, when I go to places that I've heard about or seen, a lot of times it happens when I go to sports stadiums. Yeah, sports stadiums, that happens a lot. It to me, it always feels different than it actually seemed on television. An example of that would be Miami, the Dolphin Stadium. Yeah. I thought it would feel and look a lot, not not necessarily look, just have a feel of a lot more different than when I actually was there. It just, it, it felt different. You weren't seeing it in pictures. You weren't seeing yeah. it on Madden, you you know, or on TV. Um, so no, I'm kind of like the other way around. Typically I'll, I'll go to a place and I'll be like, oh, this is you know, smaller than it, you know, appeared before or that I thought it was or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I've, I've had this before with, uh, politicians when you, you meet like famous people mm-hmm. when you meet, uh, like I've seen Donald Trump in person. I've seen Joe Biden in person. I've seen, uh, Hillary Clinton in person. I've seen, uh, LeBron James in person. Like, these people that you, you, they're just like iconic people. Like when I met Kenny Chesney, all you've ever seen is seeing them on billboards, seeing them on TV, mm-hmm. seeing them, and then all of a sudden you see them in front of you, and you're like, "Wait a second, like, that's LeBron." <laughs> wait a second, that, that's wait, that's literally that's LeBron, like that's Kenny Chesney, mm-hmm. that's Donald Trump. So it's funny how that I kind of got that similar, like, "What is going on here?" Up in New York, where you're like, "Oh my God, this is Times Square!" Like, and it is as crazy and as hectic as mm-hmm. you kind of think it is, right? Um, ton of fun. Me and my wife had had a blast, albeit. Not in the greatest health. We we had a great time. Good. We Glad had a hear. great time. So, How was Phantom of the Opera? Dude, Phantom of the Opera on Broadway was 
<laughs> I just, I mean, everyone should be required as U.S. citizens to go see Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. I just, I, I am not for government mandates, but I am for mandating everybody to see that. It is so good. The music's from remarkable. Andrew Lloyd Webber hit a grand slam with that. Uh, dude, just the whole thing was so fun. Like, my dad was uh, a Broadway guy growing up. And he actually, you know, received an offer to be on Broadway. Uh, mm. To be the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. Like, that was his thing. That was his life goal. And, you know, a couple things popped up. The health of my brothers and all sorts of things took, you know, took that opportunity. And, um, you know, he couldn't pursue that fully. But it was really fun to be able to call my dad afterwards. And, I mean, he'd seen it a bunch. And he loves that stuff. And growing up, always hearing about it. And I, I've loved the musical my whole life. So seeing that on Broadway was remarkable. It was so much fun. Um, New York City is the most expensive place on the planet, though. I mean, mm -hmm. dude, you can't get in and out of a restaurant for two people under 70 bucks. They're just mm -hmm. We didn't do it the entire time. And it's not like we were going out and trying to like appetize us. I didn't order a drink, like an actual alcoholic drink. I did it um, Broadway, but that was it. Isn't that expensive? It, expensive? Dude, it's, I was literally cashing out my life yeah, insurance. Yep. I was just like, what? Like literally it was like, oh, we're, um, and of course, right? Like every bar on the planet does this nonsense, right? They take a very simple, normal drink that everybody, you can do it any, any bar, anywhere on earth. And they put a fancy name on it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you're you convinced it's something different. So they're like, oh, um, our, our specialty cocktail tonight is the Phantom Rose. And I'm like, oh, the Phantom Rose? Give me one of those and make it a double. And then you look and you're like, wait a second. It's Sierra Mist. It's vodka. And it's grenadine. Like, I, what? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I'm paying like 35 bucks for it. So I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. Every bar, like beach bars do the same thing. Like, oh, have our ocean breeze. This is our specialty. And it's a margarita. Like, literally, it's 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 blue Caraco. It's mm -hmm. bright. Yeah. <laughs> Stop the nuts. It's not an ocean breeze. Also, I fall victim. I buy every ocean breeze. It's, I mean, anytime anything is like a fancy name, I, I'm a sucker you for buy. it. So I'm, I'm complaining about it now, but I actively give over my Chase credit card every single time. Uh, it's it's um, on, on the table. So that was, uh, that was one thing. Very expensive. Um... And then the other thing that I will say is we complain. I know you take the Metro mm -hmm. every day for work. You like the Metro. Yeah, it works. Very convenient. Yeah. It's not overly dirty. Uh, I Dude, mean. You ride the New York subway. And oh, yeah. And you will actively eat all five of your meals during the week on the floor of the Metro station. I swear to God, the Metro station down there looks like the Waldorf compared to the subway. Oh, uh, yeah. The subway down there. You know, the good thing was when, you know, when you're vaccinated, you can take your mask off. Um, in the subway, they were always like, oh, you know, wear your mask for public transportation. But no one was doing that. They were all just had their masks. Oh, really? Yeah. They just no one cared. That's that's the other thing in New York City that was kind of funky. Like the mask policy was very like in Broadway, on Broadway. They were actively chasing you down and yelling at you if you if you, your mask wasn't up the whole time. Wow. Yeah. But for the most part, like people just didn't have their mask on, which was, which was kind of hilarious. Not something I did not expect. But regardless... On the subway, I, like, put my mask on actively. Because I'm like, it had nothing to yeah. do with COVID. Like, I swear to God, COVID was number 46 on the list of deadly diseases I was going to contract. Yeah. I swear to God. Like, and, and just, you're just, you're going around, you're like, this place, has it, has it been swept once? Once. No. Like, one time. And then when it rains in New York City, it's just it's water puddles. And mm -hmm. let's just put it, I'll put it to you this way. You can't see through the water. It's not clear. And it just, you look at it and you're like, this is where COVID originated. Like there's, there's no way it didn't originate here at the subway in this rain puddle. So 
Regardless, we had a great time. Um, but just be thankful for the Metro, because every time I'm on the Metro, I, I'm always like, ah, this is kind of gross. The Metro in D.C. is is a palace compared to the yeah, up in New York City. That's true. Absolutely disgusting. But I digress. Great time. We had an awesome, awesome time. We took the bus up there. Oh, we sweet. Right up there. Dropped us off into, uh, on 34th Street. Nice. Um we just had a great time, dude. Had awesome. a great time. Glad so, to hear it. That was a lot of fun. So, uh, Shawnee, you got a trip coming up this weekend, right? I do. I'm heading out to the Patriots game in That's Indianapolis, fantastic. going with my girlfriend's brother. It's, uh, it's his so first uh, football game. Oh, really? It is, yeah. His first oh. professional football game. So, he's looking forward oh, to it a lot. Great. Um, I will. I, I know we've had this chat before in the podcast about not knowing any Indianapolis fans. Yeah, correct. So, you're going to say I, I will meet one, and I will, wow. okay. I will relay his one. name. Yeah. Do me a favor. See if they're real. With yeah. One. A selfie with one in some capacity and post it on the uh, Instagram page. I will. So that our listeners know that you're not lying. That they exist. Yeah, yeah that they do exist <laughs> and that they're they're not uh, they're not foreigners. Uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, you're gonna have to uh, take over Instagram and uh, and and show us on uh, on on Sunday what uh, what a game day in Indianapolis looks like. So tons to get to here. Um, I mean, Urban Meyer is out of a job. Um, who saw that coming? Everybody. Um, COVID is just completely taking over the NFL. Uh, and then we're going to touch up on week 14 and then make our picks for week 15, right? So it's, yeah. it's a – is somebody summoning Dormammu over there? I don't know Did what you hear that, that is. What? <laughs> that was something. I don't know what that I'm trying to be professional What was here. that? I'm trying to be professional and uh, – and, and sounded I, like a monster I, I think in the Mizuzu wall. I think is coming out of that washing machine. <laughs> okay, cool. So if we die oh. here, it's at least going to be on the podcast. I'm going to have my wife post this after our funeral. Um, but we're going to get into everything here, Shawnee. Uh, I do want to touch up first on the Urban Meyer situation. So Urban Meyer uh, fired after 13 games in Jacksonville. Um, news came out around midnight last night. I was falling asleep and uh, comes across my screen. I'm like, what in the world? Um, it's kind of interesting timing, but the Urban Meyer uh, era down in, in Jacksonville uh, comes to, uh, I can't even say like a grinding halt because it was just a grind the entire way. Mm-hmm. They kind of just like, vaporized i guess um shawnee your reactions first and we'll kind of touch up on them i mean what were your reactions you saw it we, we i mean we i think everyone really knew that this urban Meyer situation was not going to go past this year but did, did you expect week 13 when they were eliminated officially from the playoffs which i think happened at the end of last week um yeah i knew it was going to happen uh you don't have anything to lose get rid of them i mean there was a report coming out that he kicked the kicker for not kicking the balls well. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like amateur high school, like coach that gets fired after one day. Yeah, like that, that's that like an overly over-the-top Pop Warner dad. Yeah, that, yeah he, he literally – now, who knows if it's true, but there is a report, and I think there are some witnesses on the team that said he literally kicked the kicker because the kicker was not kicking the ball well. Yeah, Josh Lambeau yeah. came out. Um, yeah, it, it was um, – dude – I mean, what a whole, what a story this entire Urban Meyer situation has been. And, and honestly, like, I know a lot of people on Twitter, uh, and I, I see you, by the way. Don't act like you don't exist. Um, a lot of people on Twitter are just acting like they didn't like the Jaguars coming into the season. I, I, I was one of them. I, I mean, they were a pick that I felt, hey, this this would be a fun team. You know, you got Urban Meyer coming back. Urban Meyer, a legendary college coach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, look, I don't know Urban Meyer. He seems like he's a scumbag. Uh, but you know, you, you know, you got a legendary college coach, you've got, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you got Travis Etienne, you got two first round picks, two legit game changers coming out of college. 
um, Marvin Jones. You just got a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, and you felt like Jacksonville had had a little bit of life. But really from, from the get-go, um, this has just been a, a complete disaster. You know, you have him being hired. Uh, I believe it was the night after the draft, or maybe it was draft night, where he told you know, members of the media that he had hoped to get Kadarius Tony instead of Travis Etienne, which is like, what, why would you ever say that? Like, every just a little... Every coach after the draft is always going to say, hey, we got our guy, even if they didn't. Like, I know Washington is looking at the Jamin Davis pick right now and going, eh, this is not working out the way we wanted it to, especially looking at Micah Parsons being a literal defensive, you know, rookie of the year candidate mm-hmm. as, as a linebacker. And they're going, oh, God. But they're never going to say that because right? they're not stupid. They're, they're literally not morons. No one's ever going to say that. Um, and he does his first night of the draft, uh, you know, in his first uh, night of drafting as an NFL head coach. You've got him being fined $100,000 for breaking contact rules uh, in, in, uh, in OTAs. And, and the uh, I believe it was Jacksonville got um, two OTAs removed for this upcoming year because of over-contact. I think they, were, they had pads on and they were breaking, mm. um, breaking league rules. Um, you got the dancing in the nightclub situation, the getting, you know, not the, home the assistant the coach that you brought that was you had to get you, rid of. Get, he had to get rid of because of racial comments. You had um, the weird... You know, and I think a lot of people make a bigger deal of this one, um, of the you know Trevor Lawrence splitting reps with Gardner Minshew and then Gardner Minshew getting traded and not giving Trevor Lawrence the. the I, I think I think that's a little bit nitpicky. Um, I did see, by the way, I did see you people making the Tim Tebow experience. It's just like the Tim Tebow experience. I'm like, get over yourselves. Um, and then the turmoil in the locker room. I mean, the yelling at Marvin Jones and him being having to be told. Um, to, to come back to the team. I mean, it's just, just nonstop. Uh, then the Josh Lambeau situation. And then literally a day later, he's fired. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know, Shawnee. Um, it's kind of a list, a long list of college coaches who have tried coming to the league. And uh, it just it not only doesn't work out, it's just a complete flame out. I mean, you're seeing this a little bit with, with Matt Rule right now in, in Carolina. Like Joe Brady offensive coordinator for LSU everyone loved him and he's out of a job already Mm -hmm. um it's just different you know it's different and these college coaches unfortunately are are cultural figures on college campuses because college football is, is not professional football and I know that that's an obvious thing to say but what I mean is the the way that college football is coached is so different I mean it's so different these guys can walk into any I mean Urban Meyer as his time at Ohio State he could have walked into any high school in in the country, any high school, and people would have stopped and gone, oh, my God. He could have gone to any five-star recruit anywhere at Ohio State. Nick Saban could do it right now if he wanted to. Any high school and say, who's your best player? Is he the best in the state? I want him. And right. guess what? They're going to get him because that's how it is. That's how college football is. They're kids. You're dealing with 18-year-old kids. You're wooing 18-year-old kids. You're recruiting kids to come and play and to form them into, into football players. That kind of... And by the way, when you're doing that your whole career, there, there is an ego factor there, right? There's just an ego factor there that does not translate to the NFL. You're talking about grown men. You're talking about guys who are... Uh, this. You don't teach college kids, 18, 19-year-old kids. You don't coach them the same way you coach 25, 26-year-old professionals mm-hmm. who you know are just different. They're adults. Um, and it just seems as if when you go back to the, the Chip Kelly and... Um, I mean, think about all the other. It was Butch Davis. Nick like, Saban, even. Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah. Lou Holtz was in the NFL for a season. He flamed out. 
Um, think about all the college coaches that have come and gone, and it has just not gone well um, in any uh, capacity for any of these guys. And I think a lot of it does come down to that. It's there. There is an ego in college football coaching because you're in control of everything, and really, you get the pick of the litter. I mean, if do you know who the head coach of Bowling Green is? No. No, I don't either. And guess what? Uh, if he walked into Woodgrove and didn't have a Bowling Green shirt on, no one would care. But if Nick Saban did. If Nick Saban yeah. walked into Woodgrove, everyone would go, oh, my God, and it would just be a complete panic fest, right? Mm -hmm. But that's that's just that's how college football is, right? If any of the 32 NFL head coaches walked in anywhere, most people would recognize them and go, oh, I mean, maybe if you're, if you're Zach Taylor. I'm not even sure if I would recognize you. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think that, that's just that's kind of how it is. You just – when it comes to the NFL and college football, it is it is very clear the transition. It, it, very few people have been able to make it in, in any successful way. Um, to go into a coordinator role and then to work your way up to a head coach role, it's just totally different. Um, it's a completely different thing. And um, Urban Meyer, I mean, this whole situation has been... I mean, he's had the media. He's had a target on his back since he got there. And obviously, he has not helped himself out. But um, I guess good riddance, Urban Meyer. I mean, what a what a... What a disastrous, what a complete disaster that was for Jacksonville. And I think their whole thing now is let's, we, we, let's we, forget that happened. Let, let's just, yeah. You know what it is? Some, some of it is just, you know what? Let, let's just, you know, sometimes there are situations where you got to leave the shopping cart, right? Where you're just, you're, you're, you're shopping, you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're Christmas shopping or grocery shopping and you're overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm running up a bill. Do I need this? Do I need this? Sometimes you just have to leave the shopping cart. Wherever you are, walk out of the store. Leave the shopping cart as it is and just forget it ever happened. Um, and I think that's what Jacksonville is doing with Urban Meyer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get some more info as that plays out. But that's a, a brutal, brutal look there for Urban Meyer and Jacksonville. Meanwhile, uh, COVID-19 is, is uh, roundhouse kicking uh, the NFL in the face. Uh, <laughs> this, this is like, I don't even know what to like... This is this has evolved out of nowhere. I mean, really, it kind of has evolved out of nowhere. It's yeah. It I don't seems know. if every week there was always maybe three or four players that were on the COVID list, and most of them were, you know, like bench warmers. Bench yeah, warmers. You get the occasional squad. starter. Like Montez Sweat was out last week with mm -hmm. COVID for Washington, so that was that was a thing. But all of a sudden, uh, I don't know what happened. Um, we're talking about like a, a straight outbreak. Um, Jalen Waddle, Tyler Lockett, Allen Robinson, obviously Montez Sweat, um, essentially the entire Washington football team. More than a hundred players on the COVID list as of right now. And by the way, that that number is going to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, that that I I have no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. Now, is that COVID COVID or is that COVID and close contact? I, from my understanding, it is it is COVID. Um, so that's like COVID, people have tested positive. Yes, okay. it is COVID COVID. Um, the ongoing. So this is via uh, this is CBS Sports um, dot com. This is Brian Diardo and Cody Benjamin. The ongoing COVID nineteen pandemic continues to impact the NFL. Several high profile players have missed games this season after testing positive for the virus and more players will undoubtedly miss time during the final month of the 2021 regular season. On Tuesday, a day after nearly 40 players landed on the COVID list, the Browns placed eight players on the COVID-19 list ahead of their week 15 game against the Raiders, then added a handful more, including quarterback Baker Mayfield. On Wednesday, the Rams, less than 24 hours after beating the Cardinals, closed their training facility due to several positive tests. 
with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jalen Ramsey among those sidelined. Um, it just, I mean, there is a there is a literal list here, Sean. Uh, they go through a a through Z of, of every NFL team and their and their COVID situation. Um, the Chicago Bears, um, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've got ten people on their COVID list. They're also missing. Uh, Matt Nagy has COVID. Their mm-hmm. offense, defensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator all have COVID. I swear, and maybe I'm thinking of another team, that Matt Nagy had it earlier this year, had COVID. Yeah, we had talked about or this. Or was that last year? I don't know, man. He, it might have been I'm last year. It, it might have been last year. I mean, Lamar Jackson's gone on and off the COVID list like two or three times. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, so that can kind of happen. Um, the Cleveland Browns have over 10. Um, I think they have 13. Um, Baker Mayfield is on that list. And also... Um, Baker Mayfield's on the list, and so is their backup, Case Keenum. Um, so they're completely without quarterbacks. Um, and then Washington's situation. I mean, you literally have to start scoring. They've got 21 people on the COVID list, um, which is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, you're going Cam Curl, one of their best defensive players. Keith Ismail, which is literally, Sean, as of right now, that would be their fourth or fifth center of the year. We have Who's lost that? centers to injury. Keith Ismail oh, okay. for, uh, for Washington. Uh, Ismail, I don't, I don't know what I just said there, um, but that would be the fourth or fifth quarterback. Quarter, what is going? Am I having a stroke? It's the fourth <laughs> or fifth center wow. we have had so far this year. Um, Tyler Larson was out; he blew up his Achilles. I don't know exactly what happened there. I'm not sure, um, but he's on the COVID list. Um, Troy Ak- uh, Apke, Kyle Allen, our backup quarterback, is on this list, mm. um, and Taylor Heineke's already banged up. So I mean, it's just a complete and utter. A train wreck. So my question to you, Sean. Well, can, I yeah, just looked up the Matt Please Nagy. Do. He had it in early November. He he tested positive. It wasn't a close. He tested positive. Now okay. he has it again. Wow. Wow. Dude, I I don't even uh, I don't even know. I mean, my question to you though is, and I guess I'll answer it after you. But I mean, I I, I pitched to you earlier uh, before we started recording. But if if you're the NFL, and I'm I'm gonna focus in on this Washington and Eagles game because. Um, at this point, Washington do not have a chance of winning this game. I mean, literally 21 of their players are out. Um, that's not including the fact that they're ravaged with injuries already. Um, they're already missing key players with injuries, yet alone on the COVID list. I mean, they don't have a shot at winning this game. Right. If you're the NFL, do you move this game? The reason I would say, what's Philly's COVID situation? Uh, I don't think the Eagles have, have uh, even a quarter. See, the thing is, should another team be punished because another team has COVID. See, if it was both teams, if, if the Eagles had, you know, 15 to 20 players that also had COVID, then you reschedule. But should the, should the Eagles be punished for something that they didn't do anything about? Well, they, they, they didn't have, there's no way they can control that. Well, here's Washington. my question. Here's yeah. my question. If Washington followed all the protocols, and it sounds like, at least according to initial reports, that everybody on this list is vaccinated, wow. should Washington be punished? No, no, not punished. But but I'm saying it would be it, essentially you'd be punishing them by saying, "Screw off, go play it anyway." Like you're, we're, we're I'm not even I'm, this is not being dramatic. We're, we're literally closing in on almost half of our roster. Like we're we're, we're closing in on half the roster being out. No, I know. If they follow the protocols. And if they were vaccinated and they just happened to have an outbreak, maybe they're asymptomatic. Maybe they're slightly symptomatic. Like we know, and I'm not getting into a COVID uh, vaccine discussion because 
God knows I'd literally rather staple my eyelids shut than talk about the COVID <laughs> vaccine. But we know that the vaccine is not immunity. Like me and you have the vaccine. Like right. I, it, it, it's very, very helpful. We know that by science, but it's not immunity. People can get vaccinated. And by the way, people routinely get vaccinated and get COVID. Because guess what? Like that's what it is. That's what happens. Like yeah. this is, we, we live in a world where that happens. Um, so my question is like this in a sense... I, Look, I feel like you got to move this game because this is a this is a humongous Window. humongous game. I think like a Tuesday because, situation. No, but here, here's my thing. All right, so let's say you move it to Thursday, from Sunday to Thursday, Sunday Tuesday. to Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever maybe. That doesn't guarantee more players on either team are not going to get COVID. No, but it addresses it at least addresses. Okay, looks like these guys followed all the protocols they needed to. These guys did what they had to do. They followed the rules. So let's at least show them the respect of. Okay, let's move this game to a Tuesday. Let's give your guys at least, at least what that will do is that'll filter out at a minimum. That'll filter out the false positives. The people that maybe got a false positive or, hey, maybe this was a quick stint and they're able to get a negative test by Sunday or by, you know, Monday. You're able to, maybe, maybe you get half those guys on the list back. I don't, they, Even I mean, if they, they've got to make a decision quickly. I, and I think they should. And I, I think is there they, any talk of it? Not that I've seen. Um, not that I've I, seen. Now, I know the NFL have gone out of their way to say, at least in the beginning of the year, they were like, listen, we don't care. If you're not vaccinated and you get an outbreak, you will have to forfeit. We're not right. Yeah, no, things, I know. Right? I remember that. But this is different. This is different. This is this is clearly different. Now, if there's a report that comes out that says, hey, these guys were not vaccinated and they were having a coughing contest together down in D.C., <laughs> like, okay, like, let's like, that's that's an issue, right? Like, that's a problem. Like, I have not seen that report yet. So let's let's. Uh, I can only assume that based on what I've seen so far, look, they're vaccinated. They've done what they've had to do. And it's just, it's an unfortunate reality that everyone's living with. Like you can't, you know, I, I know we have this concept in our society. We can control a virus. Here, cannot do that. No, I know. But here's, a, here's a point I just thought about to ask you. I'm against rescheduling the game. Okay. This, if you reschedule this game, it's going to set a president. A president. To, it will set Theodore Roosevelt. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever that word is. I can't talk to that. President? I can't talk I just like making it, fun of you. It'll it'll set a president, Theodore Roosevelt. No, no, no. It will set John Fitzgerald Kennedy. There you go. But at what point, let's say a team comes out with 10 COVIDs and they want it rescheduled and the NFL says no. Where's the threshold to what percentage of your roster gets the game rescheduled? It's a great question. And I actually don't have an answer to that. It's somewhere. Is it, 50, is it 30%? Yeah. Is it it's, 25? It's a great question. And that genuinely I don't have the answer to. But I think in the NFL's best interest, it is in their business best interest to move this game, because you're talking about two six and seven teams. These are this is a this is a I wouldn't say it's a make or break, but it's very close. Very close, yeah. I, you know what? I'm actually going to say I, I think Sunday's a must win for Washington. Like they, I, I think they lose this game, and I think five thirty eight they have this fun projection tool. I think they they go down from over fifty percent to thirty percent chance of making the making the playoffs. You know, the the you've essentially lost your ability to make a run at the division with a loss to Dallas. Um, so that wild card spot, which right now they currently have seven, under, uh, yeah, yeah, under control. Um, you got you got to win. You got to win this game. I mean, there's just there's no two ways around it. Um, and with 21 people out, and by the way, I I have no false pretenses. This this, this will probably go up tomorrow. Like I think you're gonna get. It might get to 30. You, you might get two or three more. Like, I, I honestly... Right, do. Yeah. Well, my thing is, why wouldn't it? Like, how... Why why wouldn't it? Like, is it all of a sudden COVID just stop? 
Like, did it all just spread? And then on Wednesday, it's like a Thursday. All right, cool. It's it's over. Like now, how many today had it? But we they added three more to the list. Today. Three more. Okay, so now how closed are their facilities? Have they closed facilities? Like They're practice? still practicing. Which okay, I'm, so that those people probably spread it each to two people. I I, I don't I mean, maybe, I, yeah maybe I, I have I no know. idea. Uh, but, but what I can tell you is just going through that list. Um, you know, Kendall Fuller, Tim Settle, John Allen, Casey Tuhill, David Mayo, James Smith Williams, Khalid Hudson, Montez Sweat, Samus Reyes, Cornelius. I mean, dude, these are literal starters. Like this yeah. is, I, I just named you our defense. And by the way, that's without Chase Young, who's already injured. Montez Sweat had a broken jaw. He was supposed to come back, but he was put on the COVID list. Um, James Smith Williams is our backup. He's now going to be out. Khalid Hudson is a backup. He's going to be out. Um, uh, our first round draft pick, Jamin Davis, is dealing with an injury. Terry McLaurin is already hurt. Uh, Taylor Heineke is hurt. I mean, this team is literally, like, actually falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Um, which which is just, it's the worst timing on the planet. But it's an interesting discussion because, and it's a good question because I, I don't know. I don't really know. Here's the thing. If the this was Tampa, is. if this was Tampa with Tom Brady being out, I think they'd reschedule yeah, it. Yeah, I think he, they he would. He makes so much money for the, or yeah. if it was Patrick Mahomes and it was Mahomes and seven other players I think they would. Yeah, I mean, they, they and they Washington, might. you know, they, they, as of right now with their record, they're probably just attracting a local audience. They're not getting that national audience like Tampa know. or Kansas City or I, Green Bay would. I do think, I do think though that there, there is something to be said about, I mean, the Rams are dealing with a humongous outbreak themselves. They, they've essentially closed down their facilities. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bears and the Browns are dealing with similar situations. Um, it's just interesting. I don't really have an answer as to what the threshold is oh, because yeah. I think the NFL are trying to avoid that because they're just trying to incentivize everybody. Get the vaccine, follow what you need to do. They're trying to incentivize people to do that. My thing is if they've done that, why punish them by saying, okay, you've now had an outbreak. You've done everything that we've told you to do. Now in the biggest game of the year, you're missing 23 players mm -hmm. because of this. Who See, cares? You know, now put yourself in the Eagles shoes. Let's say this was Philly. That was injured, and they were coming to Washington, or not? It had twenty-one players on COVID. They were coming to Washington to play. Would you want them to cancel? I mean, yeah. I mean, as a fan, I would say screw them. I want them to lose. Right? Yeah, exactly. But in terms of, you know, in terms of the league's interest, and in terms of the interest of the game, yeah, I'd want them to move it. Okay, uh, that's just this kind of, and that's just me being honest. If I'm if I'm taking my fandom out of it. Yeah, I mean, I would. Okay. I, I would. And we we watched this last year with the Ravens. Remember the Ravens and Steelers? They had that game moved to like a Wednesday night game because the Ravens were dealing with a humongous outbreak. I thought it was Ravens-Titans. No, it was Ravens and there, Steelers. There was a Titans-Bills game that was moved as well. It was like a Tuesday yeah, game. Yeah, it was a weird... Washington got... So, Washington's game got moved to Monday okay. with the Steelers because the Steelers and Ravens got moved to a Wednesday that's um, right. Remember that whole crazy kerfuffle, yeah. and the Steelers fans were losing their minds. It's like, wow, the Ravens like See, they had an outbreak because they didn't follow protocols or whatever. And it was like, you know, I don't know whether they follow protocol protocols or not. I think the NFL we're dealing with that's their first COVID season. I yeah. think now that that's behind us, they're trying to say we're getting all the games off, we're getting them off schedule. Who cares about everything else? My only thing about this, and I'll just say the last thing on this, is. If they have followed protocols, which I know I've said this like three times, but if they've done what they need to do, I don't see a reason why they should be punished for that. Okay. Yeah, you know, fair enough. That's kind of just where I'm at. Um, so we'll keep a track on that. I mean, it's it's going to get crazier and crazier as we go.
Um, Johnny, let's touch up on week 14 before we get to our week 15 picks. Right. Yeah. So let me um, get the games up here. Yeah. Pull those games. <coughs> yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and start with that uh, Thursday night game. <laughs> the, don't celebrate too early. Connor. Oh my gosh. Steelers at the Vikings. Uh, Steelers are driving. And then it was who? Uh, Chase Claypool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so, it was, so did you, first of all, did you see what I put up on our, uh, story on our sh- on our show Instagram which by the way everyone's got to go follow the app when, when was this do you know that that meme that picture of the gamer who's sitting down in his chair and he's just kind of playing games and then there's just like a second picture kind of is overlapped of him sitting up with the series so yeah, yeah 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 I put that up there and I was like the Vikings right now where they're like have a massive lead they're sitting back and then all of a sudden they got to sit up and stare at the screen and actually start playing yeah this was this was an absolutely ridiculous game um, a game that the the Vikings took a humongous lead, but in all Vikings fashion, just started blowing it to an inferior team. And the Steelers are not very good um, at all. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had over 300 yards. He had three touchdowns and a pick. Um, Kirk Cousins didn't really do much. I mean, he wasn't terribly effective, but why would he have to be? Because Dalvin Cook was ridiculous. Um, he was absolutely absurd in this game. Had over 200 rushing yards with two touchdowns. Um, single-handedly won my fantasy uh, week, so thank you so much. Uh, Dalvin Cook, they they did what they needed to on the ground, so they didn't really have to do much more uh, through the air. KJ Osborne had that big touchdown um, to kind of put it out of reach there um, for the uh, for the for the Vikings. Uh, but yeah, I mean it, this was this was kind of an interesting game where look the Vikings were just the better team, and the Vikings mm-hmm. had to win this, and if they want to be playoff relevant whatsoever. Um, but it was amazing to watch them completely yak all over themselves at the end of this game um, and, and see a, a clearly inferior Steelers team um, work their way back into it. Um, I mean, what did you think of this game, Shawnee? I thought it was good. The What I was referencing to the Chase Claypool thing yeah, was yeah. Uh, he caught a pass when they had to spike the ball. This was amazing. And instead of running to get the ball to the official to spike it so that he could set it up so that Roethlisberger could spike it, he decided to celebrate by doing yeah, some type of like, weird like first down gesture. And the ball ended up, like, somehow he didn't transfer it correctly to the official and started rolling down. I mean, 10 seconds went away and he yeah. went down to, like, well, 20 seconds Well, the Steelers' that entire drive, I was sitting there going, like, why aren't they running? Like, they're not... By the way, Chase Claypool is beginning to kind of annoy me a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, mm-hmm. he's kind of one of those guys, like, who just... he, he The mannerisms on the field, like, it's a little bit like DK Metcalf is. DK Metcalf is doing the same kind of thing where right. he's, he's not really... Now, Chase, I mean, look, Chase Claypool's amazing. He's a great athlete. I mean, he, and I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy. But, like, instances of him celebrating or get, throwing punches and getting tossed out of the game and getting too wrapped up in emotions of things, it is annoying to watch that. To watch him celebrate and then at the podium, I think he blamed his offensive lineman for, for knocking the ball out of his hand. He's like, oh, an offensive lineman knocked the ball out of my hand and it bled time. And I'm like... What are you doing? Like, why? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a terrible bit. Stop throwing your teammate under the bus. Like, that's not how it's done. Um, like, I'm not in the locker room, but I I can very confidently say, don't throw your teammates under the bus. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, but either way, uh, big win there for the Vikings to uh, stay playoff relevant. I'm not quite sure if they're going anywhere fast. Anyway, I, I just don't think they're well coached. Um, they're just way too talented to be this ineffective. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Vikings uh, 36 28 win over the Steelers. All right, let's get on to Connor's game. Cowboys at Washington oh football team. Cowboys won uh, 27-20. But Washington started to stage a comeback there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were trying to make this like the tale of two halves. It just wasn't. I mean, Dallas just completely stomped us from, from start to finish. Um, 
I tweeted this before, uh, Shawnee. I was actually up at the One World Trade Center, the observatory, uh, one of the coolest things on the planet. Um, on Saturday, we had tickets to do this. And the plan was Saturday, we'll do the World Trade Center bit. We'll do the memorial, which is just incredible. Um, and then on, on Sunday, we'd, we'd go to Central Park, find a sports bar, watch the game, whatever it was. Um, but it was rainy on Saturday, so we had to move everything Saturday afternoon to Sunday afternoon. So it was a one o'clock tour. And I was super bummed because it was something I was like really genuinely like I wanted to see the Skins game. So I had tweeted, I said, the unfortunate reality here is I'm at the One World Trade Center, which I'm super excited about. We had a blast, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to see this game. So I said, I had a bunch of people at the game. I was texting with Grant Paulson, who's up in the press box. I said, guys, fill me in on what's going on. Um, and then like literally 20 minutes later, I tweeted, the good news is I'm at the One World Trade Center. I'm not watching this <laughs> game because it was a bloodbath. Uh, Taylor Heineke played his worst game by far um, as a, in a Washington uniform. Um, I don't know. Maybe I have to fact check myself. Sometimes I get caught up in emotions. Maybe I got to check myself when I when I go back and listen. Maybe I did get swept up in here. But I can pretty confidently say with, with 99% confidence. Um, because sometimes I get emotional. I say things. Uh, but I am. I was never. I, I, I can confidently say I, I've never thought, even in his best, Taylor Heineke's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Or starting quarterback, franchise quarterback for this team. I think he's a wonderful backup. I think he's a great backup. Um, but I think games like Sunday where his arm strength, his accuracy, he gets super flustered under pressure. Um, he missed so many receivers. Terry McLaurin literally got concussed on a play. Um, he's dealing with a concussion now. Um, but he got concussed on a play where he had to jump backwards for a ball that was so underthrown. He beat a cornerback so badly, and he was wide open. The ball was so underthrown that he had to come back, jump back for it, and like caught it, but then landed on his head, um, which is just awful. Long story short, this was a bloodbath. Um, look, Dallas were not, I didn't think were terribly impressive in this game. And I know Dallas fans took over FedEx Field because they always do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a pain in my ass. Uh, they're so annoying. But And they took over Twitter, of course, um, which is just the worst place on earth filled with awful people and Cowboys fans. Uh, but they were taking their victory laps. And I look, I mean, they're better than Washington, like just straight out. They're, even, they're a better run franchise. I mean, Washington's a joke at this point. But... Um, the reality is, is Dallas, I, I just, after watching Sunday's game, I'm just not convinced that they are a top tier NFC team. Okay. Their offense was off there. There was very off. Dak was not very good in this game at all. Um, they can make all the meme jokes you want. Dak was not very good in this game. Um, and their defense gave up big plays at, at really bad times towards the end of the game where Washington legit had the ball with a chance. They missed, uh, they had an extra point blocked. So it should have been 21 to 27. But Washington had the ball there, and if that extra point was made, they would have had the ball there, and if they scored a touchdown, they would have won this game. Right. They had no business being in this game. And if you watched it, you know. A lot of people were you know, a lot of people were doing the whole, ah, oh, it's a tale of two halves. It really wasn't. Dallas was sucking so badly at the, at the second half of that fourth quarter. They were trying to give it to Washington. So, <laughs> long story short, Washington I, I, were, were not good enough in this game. Um, Dallas won straight out, and, uh, yeah, I hate them so much. Back to you, Sean. <laughs> well, the bad news is if uh, the playoffs were right now that you guys would play Green Bay in Green Bay. Yeah, so. it's great news. Thank rest, God. rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, literally rest in peace. God have mercy. We Speaking suck. of resting in peace, the Jaguars got shut out against the Titans 20 to nothing. Uh, I didn't think it was the best game by Tennessee. What did you think? No, I didn't think Tennessee were, were terribly good, but their defense was good. Offensively, they're just still so beat up. And Tennessee, I just don't think are going anywhere fast simply because of injuries. 
Um, but I have good news for you Jaguars fans. You don't have a head coach anymore. Back to you, Sean. <laughs> there you go. All right, this one, not much to say about this one. Just exactly how we thought it would go. Seattle 33, uh, Houston Texans 13. Yeah, I mean, uh, Seattle's offense finally getting going. Um, the Texans suck. Back to you, Sean. And this next one is even worse. This next one, uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders. Chiefs won 48 to 9. I thought you'd want to talk about Mahomes a little. I yeah. He had four touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. He, you know what? This is the thing. A lot of people are not, they're still not talking about the fact that the defense for Kansas City are playing fantastically. Right. That's the big thing. Everyone wants to talk about their offense, and, and their offense deserves a lot of credit. Like, you know, Pat Mahomes, 250, two touchdowns. He played well. But, um, and they were able to run the ball. You know, Derek Gore uh, had a touchdown run, uh, 66 yards. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was able to get things going on the ground as well. Um, but their defense is just playing such good football, and they're doing it at the right time. And it's it's still it, it just it's what makes everybody fear Kansas City. Um, the Raiders are, are going backwards so quickly, um, unfortunately. But uh, man, Kansas City's defense is playing good at the right time. And honestly, it's it's they're they're playing tonight. We're gonna catch this game after. Mm-hmm. Um, off to B Dubs, baby. Off to B Dubs. <laughs> so um, God, we sound like such frat losers. Uh, but um, yeah, forty-eight to nine. They just curb stomped the the Raiders and uh, big game tonight against the Chargers. We'll we'll give you our picks before. The timestamp. I promise I'll give a timestamp. With this game, give me your top three favorites in the AFC. With the Chiefs. Okay, is that number one? That's number one. Okay. Patriots. Okay. Number two. Um, Chargers? I, I don't want to say the Chargers. Cause okay. I, I don't know if I want to say the Chargers or the Ravens because they both Not lost. Not the Ra- No. Rave, Ravens are too lost. beat up. I'll go Chargers for now. Uh, I'll go Chargers for now. Just just in terms of the fact that they've got the players offensively and they've got the players defensively, it's just if they can put it together in a consistent manner, they just haven't done it yet. Right. Um, I think – I mean, I I think at this point we're looking at a Kansas City-New England AFC championship. Yeah, and I mean, I I think we might be looking at that. Mm -hmm. The Patriots have been so good recently. All I will say here is – you know what? I'm not going to say that because it's just not going to. It's not going to work out. I know the Titans are nine and four. They have a okay. super easy schedule coming up. Right. Remember, Derrick Henry is not out for the year. He'll, he'll could, be back. They he'll think be he'll be back. Be back. Yeah. Uh, AJ uh, AJ um, Brown is coming back. What, what, I don't know. You were going to say AJ Green. Uh, I, I was going to say AJ. <laughs> yeah, dude. I need to go to bed. Um, he'll be coming back. So they'll be getting reinforcements back at the right time, and they've got a very easy schedule coming up. And Julio came back this week. Julio came back this week, too. Um, okay. So don't discard the Titans just yet. That's okay. all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go any further than that, but that's all I'm going to say. Don't discard the Titans just yet. Because that division, I do think, unless the Colts go on some serious run and the Titans you know, yak all over themselves on, on some of these easier games, um. I think the Titans are going to be a team to look out for, but I'll go. I'll go for the sake of right now: Chiefs, Patriots, Chargers. That sounds good. Yeah, I think that's mine as well. Yeah, that's probably the one. all right. Um, these next two games, these will be quick. Back to you, Sean. Uh, Saints at Jets. Saints won thirty to nine. Yeah, and I was up in uh, I was up in New York, and I was just up in the uh, up in the Freedom Tower, just looking looking out at MetLife, and just knowing in there the Jets were getting murdered. I didn't even know who was starting for the Saints. I didn't even watch any of this game, um, but I knew that they were getting murdered just because the Jets are that bad. Um, they're terrible, and the Saints are also terrible, but uh, the, the lesser of two evils won 30-19. Uh, 
There you go. Back to you, Sean. All right, Falcons, Panthers, Cam Newton got benched again. Falcons won 29 to 21. They're kind of a, a bit of a dark horse a little bit. I mean, they're six and seven. Their issue is they can't win at home. I just, I got to tell you, man, I, I cannot get on board with anything Atlanta related. I can't get on board with anything. Okay. Like they're, they, to me, are just a bad football team. Like they, they have struggled. They haven't beaten a single good team this year. That's the one thing. They have not beaten a single good team. They haven't won at home. Right. Um, they, they have looked at times, uh, they've just looked like the worst football team on the planet at times this year. Um, I know they're not. I know they've got the talent to be better. Um, but, God of mercy, I just I can't buy the Falcons. I know they're 6-7. and seven. I know on paper they're right in, in the thick of things uh, in the NFC playoff race, but I just can't buy them at all. And, God, how quickly did that pan- Cam Newton back to the Panthers yeah. sour? He's out. <laughs> I mean, that, that could not have soured any faster. Yeah, that um, was that, that, he got his two touchdowns in, and that's it for his career. Yeah, that's literally it. Uh, that, was, that was awful. But uh, thank God I don't need to hear the clip of him yelling, I'm back, in that really weird squeaky. Yeah, you're gone. Like, you're, <laughs> that's going to be the next dude. one. That was just pitiful. Um, but sorry for our Falcons fans listening. I just, I can't buy those. Well, uh, here's favorites. the thing. We'll talk about this game. The Falcons are in the 49ers this week. That's yeah. a winnable game for them. Considering the record on the road and that we don't really trust the 49ers. Yeah, but the 40, I mean, the 49ers are seven and six right now. And I mean, they, they came off a very impressive win against yeah. the Bengals. Now the Bengals, did. they almost blew it though. They did almost, they almost Chris blew it, uh, for you Washington fans out there who get that joke. I can't believe I just made a Chris Blewett joke. I made fun of everyone for doing that. I'm so sorry, Chris. I, I hate making those stupid jokes. All the normies on Twitter who ruin everything funny. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the 49ers are going to kill the Falcons. I honestly think that's okay. probably what's just going to happen. Um, I'm sorry. And listen, if the Falcons can, can prove me wrong, do so. I'll come right on back on Mike and say I'm a moron. Because right. I am. But um, yeah, I just can't trust the Falcons, Johnny. All right, uh, Ravens, Browns. This should have been an easy win for the Browns, considering Lamar Jackson went out with kind of an ugly ankle injury. Yeah. Um, but the Browns managed to almost lose it. Uh, they did win twenty-four to twenty-two. I think at one point they were up seventeen. Maybe? Yeah, they were up a lot, and it was kind of a last-minute comeback effort. But um, yeah, it it yeah, th- this game was wasn't as appealing. I mean, for the Browns, it was a win they they had to have. Um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you had Tyler Huntley. Um, under center on the other side. Um, so that helps out a lot. Uh, Lamar was four for four for 17 yards before exiting the game. Tyler Huntley came in. He threw a touchdown 270 through the air as well. Um, they were able to run the ball pretty well. The Ravens were, um, but uh, Baker Mayfield kind of did, did just enough. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones was huge for the year, almost at a hundred yards receiving um, Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper were involved five catches each. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't a very entertaining game uh, for, for the, the first little while. I mean, you start out punt, punt, field goal, punt. Um, so that just no one likes to watch that. Um, but, yeah, in, in a key time, I mean, it was it was 24 to 3 at one point um, entering, uh, I believe, at half it was 24 uh, to 3. And they, they just kind of found a way to uh, kind of found a way to blow it. Um, not not quite enough to lose it, but 24 to uh, 22. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, the Ravens, I just. I don't know. We've seen – I know Lamar was hurt, but we've seen some ugly stuff from the Ravens this year, and I just – my trust meter on them is, is quickly dropping. I agree. Um, but, yeah, big win there for the Browns there, Sean. All right, Giants in Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Pretty much went exactly how you thought it would go. 37-21 win for Justin Herbert in the Chargers, including the throw of the year. Did you see that one? It was a cannon, dude. It was an absolute cannon. But you know what? I, I'll also say this. Um, 
and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but like, why are they starting Mike Lennon? Like, he's just, he's, he's not good. Like, he's just <laughs> not good. Um, he was just bad in this game. And I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't even like fun to watch. Um, Saquon averaged four on the ground, I guess. That's good news for them. I mean, Saquon still is, is just not really a factor. Um, I don't even I don't even know anymore. I mean, he had a receiving touchdown. I don't even know anymore with the Giants. I, I don't I don't know what makes you feel good about being a Giants fan. Like uh, uh, Garrett Jason Garrett is out as as offensive coordinator. Um, you're still dealing with Dave Gettleman as a GM that no one really trusts. Do you really trust Joe Judge anymore? Like I don't even know how you feel if you're a Giants fan. But this is this was a drubbing. I mean, this wasn't even close. And, and Justin Herbert was making some throws that just were ridiculous uh, this last weekend. So, yeah, big win there for the Chargers as they uh, take on the Chiefs here in about, oh, now, actually. There you so, go. So, uh, big win for them. Lions, Broncos, Broncos with the big win. Uh, obviously, Demarius Thomas passed away. Yeah, that's um, a huge thing. We, we, we will yeah. get into that, I think, our next episode because that was okay. one thing I wanted to touch on. But there was just so much stuff going on here. But we'll touch on that because that's just an awfully tragic story. I mean, yeah. But the Broncos were story. able to win for him. Um by 28, 38 to 10 over Detroit, who now moves to 111 and 1. Yep. Um, they're just, the Detroit are just, they suck. Back to you, Sean. <laughs> there you go. All right, this one's a little bit better. The Niners won in overtime. Uh, after, so the Bengals got a field goal. Yeah. Went up on their first possession in, in overtime, got the field goal, which does not win the game anymore. No, it doesn't. Uh, recent rule change as of a couple of years ago. So the 49ers had a chance they can get a touchdown to win or field goal to continue the overtime. Yep. They get the touchdown. They win 26-23. But I believe the Niners were up. Uh, was it? I feel like it was 19 to nothing. They were or up something. really Yeah, big. they were up big. Yeah, they were up really, really big in this game. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny. The, the Niners are, I mean, this, this was clearly one of those. And, and it always drives me nuts because this happens in the NFL all the time. When a team gets a big lead, just the game plan changes. They're not aggressive. They start being conservative. And this is what happens with Kyle Shanahan teams. I watch it here in Washington, right? They're running the ball. They're trying to run out the clock. And Cincinnati just have way too many game changers, um, a.k.a. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, who had a humongous touchdown with just over a minute to go in the fourth quarter, sent it to overtime, um, which, was, which was humongous. But Jimmy Garoppolo, almost 300 yards, uh, two touchdowns for him. Um, Joe Burrow had a really good game here. It was 348 yards, two touchdowns through the air. Um, and Jamar Chase had two touchdowns, uh, and the biggest one at the very end, um, to send it to overtime. As I said before, um, Debo Samuel continues to just be so good. Um, he continues to just be a complete game changer. Um, defensively, dude, San Francisco was playing some really good football. Um, really, really good football defensively. Um, and at the end, it just it just kind of came out to the last man standing. So a big win there to keep not only their hopes alive, but um, to really bolster their chances here um, in the NFC playoff race. Um, and for the Bengals, it's it's definitely I'd, I'd say it's a disappointing loss. Um, I mean, they they had a, a muffed punt um, that was turned over. I mean, they, they had a couple boneheaded plays here um, that that allowed San Francisco to build that humongous lead that they were never really able to overcome. Um, yeah, big win here for, for Kyle Shanahan and crew. Yeah, I agree. Uh, big win for the Niners and a much-needed win um, as they are now 7-6. and six. So are the Bengals. All right, the Bills went down to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucs. Uh, Brady and the Bucs, they had a big lead at one point. But this was another game where the other yeah, team started coming back. leads left and right. And it ended up going into overtime, and Brady got his 700th, I believe, yeah, touchdown 700th. pass to Perryman uh, for the game-winning touchdown. It was a 58-yarder. 
Yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, they, they were getting blown out uh, for a majority of this game. Um, and it, it was 24-3 to three, uh, going into halftime. I mean, the offense just couldn't get anything going. Um, they just could not get anything going there uh, for, for the Bills. Um, but Josh Allen kind of used his feet a little bit more uh, than, than – especially in recently. I mean, he had over 100 yards rushing. I can't remember the exact number was. Uh, it was Yeah, 109 yards and a touchdown. He averaged 10 yards. Uh, per carry on the ground. He also threw for 308 yards um, and two touchdowns. So they were kind of making their comeback. The, the The Buccaneers' defense was was having a little bit of trouble closing out this game, and, and obviously it going to overtime kind of made the difference there. Um, but, yeah, it was 700 touchdowns. Uh, Bashad Perriman, who's, who's uh, having himself a little bit of a career renaissance. I mean, he's been around the league a little bit, but um, a nice little pitch and catch. Um, and he just trots his way in for touchdown number seven hundred, and yeah, that's a that's a big win. That's uh, ten and three there for the Bucks. Who I they're still the class in the NFC, Sean. I yeah, mean, I I can't say otherwise. Um, and now I don't trust the Cardinals as much. Yeah, you just you don't trust the Cardinals. Rams. I, I already don't trust the Rams. I mean, I mean the, the the Packers have to be the second favorite, if not yeah. the favorite behind I mean, the Bucks. It's very clear right now that the NFC, at least the top tier of the NFC. Is, is just it's consistently better than the AFC at this point. You, yeah. you have to favor any NFC. I mean, you, you, you can't not favor the Bucks at this point, right? Can you not? Maybe the Green Bay makes me nervous as a Brady yeah, fan, but I, see, I, I've seen I Brady know. his entire career. If it gets down to an NFC Championship in Lambeau or in Tampa, Brady's going to come. I to think play. The, the next few weeks is going to be super super telling mm-hmm. because. I think the big thing here is I believe each conference now only has one team have a bye week, correct? The way that it's structured, that bye week becomes significantly more valuable. And I mean, if you're Tampa Bay, hmm. think about this. Think about the 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 the, the path they had to, 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 to waltz through last playoff, right? They had to go on the road they, to win in Lambeau. I mean, they had to go to Landover and play Washington, who played them really tough. Right. They had to play on the road all the way through. Imagine getting that first round bye. You get a week off, and you're playing at home at sunny Tampa at 75 degrees. Like, yeah. You kidding me? I mean, you, you couldn't get any better. Than and that. I think uh, – oh, man, it's hard to tell. I think I did a, a little simulation to where the team that they would play in after the bye week, if they got the bye, assuming things went how we would think they would go, would be Green Bay. Yeah. So that would be Green Bay down in Tampa. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I would think Tampa would probably win. I don't know. I mean, that, that the, the, those, I think between those two, it's a toss up. Um, yeah, man, that, that's going to be interesting to see. I, I think, I think it'll either be Tampa Bay or Green Bay in the, yeah. in the Super Bowl for the NFC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, speak of the Packers, they, they uh, took care of the Bears, which this was a very high scoring game, a mm-hmm. game that I didn't really see coming. Um, what, 45 to 30, the Packers went home to go to 10 and 3. Um, Sean, what were what were some of your takeaways from this? Did you were you able to watch this? I watched the highlights the next day. The Bears had the lead at one point. They did, yeah. A, a pretty I think a ten point lead. Yep. Uh but then they came out of the halftime locker room and just were awful. Yeah. They were I mean, terrible. That's just kind of unfortunately I, I've learned over the years and I, I I will continue to reinforce this. Just bad teams, uh, and it's the most obvious thing and everyone's heard this, but just bad teams find a way to lose, right? Mm-hmm. If you're bad, you're just gonna eventually lose. Um, I see this all the time every year with the Wizards. I love the Wizards, but they're just a bad team. Do they have good players? Yeah, are they well? They're now they're really well coached, but they just always find a way to lose. Like it just doesn't really matter um, until they change that and until they can consistently build a a, a winning culture. 
you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say, but you always felt like, and it was weird watching this game. I, I, I felt like I was watching Washington where you're just like, they're going to lose this. I know mm-hmm. they are. I'm just going to find a way. How, how is Aaron Rodgers going to put up 45 points? And he did. Yeah. He just kind of found a way to do it. Um, yeah. I mean, Bears season's over, but the Packers are, are making their push for that uh, first round bye. Yeah, absolutely. In the playoffs there, 10 and three, Sean. All right, uh, the Monday night game was really good. Uh, kind really of a surprising good. win. The Rams ended up going into Arizona and getting the seven-point win. I believe the Rams, they weren't that good going into this game in recent weeks. Yeah. We definitely heavily favored Arizona to win this one. Yeah, we did. And I, I guess it was because Arizona had come off a recent bye, and they had a very late bye, and they were getting healthy at the right time. Like, you get Kyler back, you get uh, DeAndre Hopkins back. Um, it's very odd to me. And I, honest to God, I'm not quite sure how it's morphed into this. How has AJ Green been the Cardinals' best receiver? How? I mean, I I said a lot of people were very down on the AJ Green pick, or at least to pick up on like a one year deal this last offseason. I was super high on that pick. I, I loved that. I was like, this is a great pickup. You're dealing with a Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins, like you're, you're dealing with the fact that he he's not the number one anymore. Like the people mm-hmm. are not going to be bracket coveraging AJ Green anymore. He's just older, so he's now able to do what he does well and just do and specialize in his thing. How has he become there? I mean, he had over a hundred yards receiving on seven catches. Um, he's been he's been lights out for them. Um, I mean, for the Cardinals, it was tough. I I know Kyler threw a pick. Kyler threw a couple picks. Um, unfortunately, and, and none more costly in the first quarter than that red zone um, interception, which is just like a complete killer. I mean, there, there's no other way to lose a football game than turn the ball over in the red zone. Um, it's funny to see Odell Beckham now, three straight games with touchdowns. He's he's now found his groove there with the Rams. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Rams are establishing themselves now. As, we know what they can be. We just, it, it's it's kind of funny. They're just, they're, they're never, it's the same with the Ravens. We know what the Ravens can be. We know what the Ravens are capable of, but can they do it consistently? Yeah. I just haven't seen it. Can they get over that hump? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, man, that was week – was that week 14? Dude, what in the world is going on? Was that 14 or 13? That was 14. It's 14. We're heading into week 15 here, 15. All right, you want to get into the week 15 games and uh, quickly pick these? All right, it's 826. I haven't seen any of the games, so for any of you thinking we're cheating – me and I have not looked at the score at all. I have not seen whatsoever. it. I'm, I'm assuming there's probably none. I mean, it's six minutes into the game. Yeah. Um, Kansas City versus Los Angeles Thursday night football. Chargers. I'm going Chiefs here. You're going Kansas City? Yep, I'm going Chiefs. I agree. I'm going to go with Kansas City. They've looked too good in recent weeks to pick against. All right, Las Vegas versus the Cleveland Covids. i'm gonna go with the browns here wow Uh, it's a very weird pick i don't know why i'm doing this um and as i speak into this mic buying time for my brain to process that was an awful decision but i'm gonna stick by it because i'm 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 a man of my word i'm gonna go with the browns here um i just think they're better but this whole COVID thing is awful um and i'm not gonna keep talking because i'm gonna talk myself out of this pick Okay, there you go. I'll, I'll differ from you. I'll pick Las Vegas for you, so I'll go that with the Raiders. Good. All right, New England versus Indianapolis, a game I will be at. You will be there, baby. Oh, this is a Sunday night game. It's a Saturday night. What? Saturday night, yeah. Oh, my gosh, we have two Saturday two. games. So the, the Vegas-Cleveland game is Saturday night. This week, week 15 and week what? 16, they're doing this. I'm assuming it has to do with the bye week what? schedule. I, I don't know why, they, why so they're doing this. I'm so in on this. Wow. So are you? when are you flying back then? I'm flying out Saturday morning back Sunday evening. Wow. So do you got any plans in Indianapolis? What are you going to do? Stare at each other? 
and start maybe go uh, go do some uh, farming. You know. Yeah, I was gonna right say right in the could, Midwest. You could, yeah, you can find no, some. No, stay warm. That's what we're gonna be doing. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Indianapolis is great. Um, that's gonna be awesome. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna take the Patriots. The Patriots are are one of the best teams in the AFC at this point. Um, and I think on uh, indoor. They're going to be indoor. They're going to be able to. This is not a weather situation where Mac Jones is throwing into seven billion mile an hour winds. <laughs> this will be a chance, I think, for for, and I hope they do. Um, I hope Mac Jones takes some shots downfield. I hope he does. Um, I hope they can kind of show off their offense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Here. Now it's going to be against a really good defense, and the Colts are. This is going to be a fun, fun game. I think it's going to be probably one of the best Patriots. I think it's games going to be fantastic. Year. Um, but I'll pick the Patriots here, Sean. I'll go with I'm going to go with New England as well. I am nervous, but I'll, I will pick New England. All right, fair enough. Um, Washington, COVIDs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I... All right, here, I, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this an amendment. One. All right, I'm adding an amendment. We're going to pick as if the game plays on Sunday. Okay. If it gets changed, we will change our picks. Okay, fair enough. I hate the Eagles so much. I'm picking Washington because I just hate the Eagles so <laughs> Please much. Please play on Sunday, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you're so desperate to make up ground because you're such a loser. And no, I've been kicking your ass. I still have to do the. Picks. I still have to count them all. Up. I've been kicking uh, your ass so no. hard in picks this year. Fake news. I literally hate the Eagles more than anything on earth. I mean, the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys can get slung into orbit because I can't stand them. Actually, not into orbit. I need them put on Voyager and just drift out of our solar system. As far as I'm concerned, um, I'm going to pick Washington because I just hate you, Philly. Um, well, there's a great chance we lose this game. And I mean, if we play on 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 Sunday. No this is the Sunday pick. If they change it, yeah. I will amend it. it, it there's, <laughs> if you want to. There's no chance Washington wins this game if this is played on Sunday. And I'm still picking them because <laughs> I love you, Washington, so much. I've sold my soul. I'm uh, such a poor I'm such a poor bastard. All right. Well, your two favorite teams are playing as well, Dallas and the New York Giants. I hope they both just, just quit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pick Dallas here. Just, they're just better. Um, the Giants are god-awful. And I don't even think Mike Lennon is going to be starting this week, which... It's something I, I, I could have told the coaching staff two weeks ago. Um, I think that they're going to go with Jake Fromm this week. Oh, wow. Jake yeah, Fromm, I think State that Farm. was a poll, by the way. Jake. <laughs> Dude, that is a joke. That is a dad joke. I love that. Jake Fromm, you, State oh, Farm. There's a meme where when he was in – he went to Georgia, right? Yeah. So there's a meme that they the were doing a Georgia shirt. game, and it says Jake Fromm, and they were showing his stats, and the stats were brought to you by State Farm. So it said Jake Fromm, State Farm. <laughs> That it was is, good. It was good. It was like perfectly slapper. lined up, and somebody screenshotted it. So that's where I got that if from. I've ever heard it. I love it. So, so Jake much. from Steak Farm. That is classic comedy, there, Shawnee. Well done. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead and take uh, take Dallas here. God, I hate them so much. All right, this this game is what I was talking about last week when I said, "How do you feel about Miami sneaking up on Buffalo?" Mm. Because now Buffalo is lost. They're probably going to win this week because they they yeah, play the they Panthers. Play the awful Panthers. However, the Jets have to go down to Miami and are probably going to lose to the Dolphins. And yeah. What, I, uh, let me pull up records. Talk about this game real quick. Yeah, I mean, this game, I mean, 3-10, and 10, the, the Jets are. And the Dolphins, like, again, their defense has played super, super well. And they've now done this two years in a row where they've had that, that late season kind of comeback renaissance. Um, they've done this now two years in a row. And, and it, the, the door is open for them, like absolutely open for them. The problem is the Bills play the Panthers. And, yeah. And, and the, the, the Panthers are, are so bad, it hurts to watch them. Um, I'm going to pick obviously the dolphins to answer your question though. Um, do I think they'll catch up on, on the bills? I, I don't think so. I, I need to pull up the schedule. So 
this week Buffalo is playing Carolina, like we said. Okay. They'll probably win that. That should get them to eight and six. Do you have the Bills schedule in front of you? Because I'll pull up the Dolphins schedule. No, I don't have the Bills, but I know the Dolphins play this week. They're probably going to win. That's seven and seven. Then they're in New Orleans. I think that's a toss-up game, depending yeah. on which Saints game, team shows up. Yeah, I, I think mean, they could win or lose. I mean, <laughs> I hope they, that's the only thing that happens. That's you know, true. But you know what I mean. I think it's fifty-fifty. Yeah, that's true. They do play the Titans though on the second of January. So that's who's that? Be Miami. Miami. Yeah, but then the Bills have to play New England in New England. I don't, I think it'll be tight, but I think Miami could sneak up on Buffalo, depending mm. on how Buffalo plays. Yeah, this will be interesting, Sean. Yeah, that, that'll be a good one. All right, let's keep tabs on that. Yeah. Because let's, let, let's keep tabs on that. Um, we, might need to, we might need to have some sort of wager on the line for that, but that, that should be interesting. All right, Arizona in Detroit. You're picking Arizona. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, all right. So this one is probably the best game of the week. Um, it is Houston in Jacksonville. Dude, this I mean, is going to be a barn Bowl. burner. Yeah. And and by barn burner, I mean <laughs> but just burn literally barn. burn the entire barn. <laughs> so you to don't the floor. have to watch it. I don't even know who. I'll pick the Jaguars here just because I think – it would be the perfect stick them in your face to Urban Meyer to go out and get a, get a win after he gets fired. I mean, that yeah. would be unbelievable. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't cheer for that pettiness, like that craziness, but honestly, I'm cheering for it this weekend. Go Jags. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick Jacksonville. They beat Houston week one uh, down. No, I'm sorry. Houston won that game. Yeah, they did. They oh, did. no. Houston destroyed them. Houston you remember how that them. was a game that well, like we, a lot of us picked the Jags. I picked the Jags you week picked one. Ja- I picked I like, Houston. Sweet. And they got mopped. I mean, yeah. it was so bad that it was like, Ooh, this is like, this is not going well here for the, uh, the, uh, the Jacksonville kitty cats. So uh, I'll pick Jacksonville. We'll see what happens. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Carolina versus Buffalo. I'm assuming you're going Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I can't watch the Panthers anymore. All right. This one's kind of interesting. Tennessee in Pittsburgh. We've seen Pittsburgh put up a fight in some games. Yeah, but they they suck. I, can I actually do say this? The Panthers and the Falcons are two teams right now, and the Saints. I'll say the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. I'd rather watch the Jets. Like I can't watch those teams. <laughs> They're so unwatchable, and I don't really know why. I mean, it's weird. The, my favorite team is completely unwatchable as well. Well, Taylor Heineke makes it fun, but well, when he's good. Um, but yeah, I can't watch those guys. Uh, anyway. What game did you even pitch to me? I can't Tennessee, even remember. Tennessee, Pittsburgh. Oh, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. Sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll go the Titans here. I I just I, – I think the Steelers are bad. I just think the Steelers are a bad team. Um, they just kind of find a way to lose games. I know they're 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. They've had a, a, a much easier schedule. Um, no one really talks about that. I'll, I'll take the Titans here. I think I, – I still think their defense is fantastic. And Ben Roethlisberger just – he's just not, not good. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Oh, okay, interesting. I will go with Pittsburgh in this one. Sweet, I, so I'll take that dub. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, Atlanta and San Francisco. I'm not picking Atlanta. Like I said, I may yeah, I earlier. I'm going to go with San Francisco. Yeah, Is that I'm what gonna, you're going I'm with, too? I'm going to San Francisco as well. I, I just I can't, I can't, I can't pick Atlanta for anything. <laughs> Cincinnati versus Denver. Mm, kind of a good game. It is actually a good game. I'm going to take Cincinnati wow. here. I'm going to take Cincinnati here. Because okay. uh, I just I I I I'm gonna take Cincinnati. I will go with Denver. I'm gonna okay, take cool. Denver. I like, I like the home. differing going on here. Yeah, I, I like Denver at home. Although uh, this Washington pick is gonna come back and bite yeah, me. Right yeah, that's a it? loss right there. Yeah, well, I don't even know what you're doing. I can't wait to come back next week and just just go nuts when we win. <laughs> um, Green Bay versus Baltimore in Baltimore. Uh, I think the Packers are, are gonna win this one. 
I agree. Yeah, I think I think yeah. Green Bay's too and, good. And the thing is, is I just until further notice, I don't trust the Ravens. You don't know about Lamar's health situation. Um, when Lamar is out, the Ravens are significantly worse. And when, when we've seen games like that, that uh, I believe it was when they played the Browns on Sunday Night Football, where he threw four picks. I mean, he was so bad in this game. Um, and they, they ended up winning, but it was by literal no reason of Lamar Jackson. I mean, he did have that scramble touchdown pass, but um, I just I can't trust the Ravens. And, and the Packers are just playing as good as, as they've they've played in recent years. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just unbelievable. So, but dude, how can you watch what's going on with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and think, yeah, we'll just let him walk in free agency? Or like, yeah, I think we're going to part ways after this year. Like, I dude, literally back up a brain's truck, say you write your own check. And do what you want. Move into Lambo. Take my clothes. I don't care. I don't know. Like, just, I, I you can't let it. him go. I don't get it. They're going to be terrible. They let him go. I just, I don't understand it. I mean, they cannot. I, you can't let him go after this year. He's off to Denver. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Welcome. Where do you think he'll go? Do you think Denver? I think, I think Denver makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. That's gonna look, he's gonna look weird as hell in the Denver Broncos no, uniform. Dude, he's gonna, it's gonna look. So, I mean, do you remember really how weird, weird Peyton Manning looked in a Broncos uniform? Back See, that Colts. was I mean, we were kind of young, so we eventually got used to it. I mean, what was this? He he went to Denver in 2013. 13? 12, 13. Yeah, we were high schoolers. So yeah. I mean, it was like it was still. I mean, I I did not know a league without Peyton Manning. I never. Yeah. Did. So when I grew up, I mean, my vivid vivid memories of of watching Peyton Manning when they played it was Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in the mid two thousands, which was right. just the big thing, and then seeing him trot out in orange and blue was like. What is happening? I mean, it was less weird for some reason with Tom Brady. I don't. I mean, it had to have been weird for you it was as a, a Patriots fan. Yeah, it was a little weird. It kind of made just, more sense to me. It was like this makes sense. Well, because like, they're kind sense. of the same colors in a sense. A little bit like red. Maybe uh, I'm just maybe. He whereas just, Indianapolis and Denver, that's just different. Maybe colors. he just did exactly what I'm gonna do, and I've always wanted to do is just. Why am I living in a cold area? I need to go to Florida. Maybe I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. And everything made sense after that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? No, but Aaron Rodgers will look weird in the day. Yeah, he's going to look We'll so talk about that, that more in the offseason. Yeah. All right. Seattle versus the Los Angeles Chargers, or better known as the Los Angeles COVIDs. <laughs> Is it the Rams? Aren't they playing the Rams this weekend? Or I'm the... sorry, Rams. Yes, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, the Los Angeles COVID 19s. Um,. This is going to be uh, this. This should be another fun one. But um, the more I, I look at this, the more I realize the Rams are going to win. And it actually might not even be close. I mean, look, I I, I say that jokingly, but um, the Seahawks offensively have gotten it together in recent weeks, and Russell Wilson can't look as bad as he looked a couple weeks ago. Like continuously, like he just can't. I mean, he's not he's not a bad. He's a fantastic quarterback. So um, they've gotten it together a little bit. Um, but I mean, dude, the Rams have to get to ten and four this weekend. Just get to ten and four, and now we're talking about you as okay. Like we can continue, like continually say, all right. Like you went in, you beat the Cardinals. Go out there and beat another division uh, foe. You know, go ahead and put and kind of put your foot down on this division and go make a run for the bye. Why not? I mean, you're what do you? You're what would you be back? You're only a game behind. A game behind for the bye. Yeah, go do it. I mean, go do it. But I mean, it starts at winning against a, a team inferior to you. So go win. Yeah, you know. All right, uh, New Orleans for Sunday Night Football will be traveling to Tampa. Keep in mind that I don't think Tom Brady has beaten New Orleans in the regular season, including a blowout win last year in Tampa against New Orleans. 
Uh, he has not I, beaten New Orleans in I the regular season. I don't think – I know he has not beaten them. He beat them in the postseason. He did. I don't know if he – no, so here's what it was. I don't think he's beaten – Tom Brady has beaten the Saints in New Orleans. He beat them no, in New Orleans in the postseason. No, they lost in New Orleans last – or, I'm sorry, in Tampa last year. Really? They did. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Go look that up while I stall and make a pick here. Okay. Um, I'm so. obviously going to pick the Buccaneers because they're better. Um, the Saints are not good. Uh, but I, I would say the same thing about the Buccaneers that I that I say about the Rams. Um, and honestly, every week, the Cardinals get to 11 wins. I mean, you're going to. You're, you're playing the Lions. But, like, good teams go beat bad teams. And when you have the opportunity to, to take a win, do it. Sean. 38-3, to three, the Saints won. Uh, was it Tampa. a Sunday night game? Uh, I feel like it was a four. Was that a Sunday night game? Or maybe it was a – no, it was a night game. I think it was a – I think it was. How the hell do I find out what? That's a great question. I'm gonna I, th- do I think it was. A, Let me just give me yeah. a second. We're, we might hear its audio come through. Yeah. I'm see. I think this this ended up being a Sunday night football game, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, what was it? I I think it was a Thursday night game. No, this this screams well, it's Sunday a th- night. It's a Sunday night this week. It is a Sunday night this week. I think it was a Sunday night last week. All Let's right, see. Hang on. Uh, I see. can tell. Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, this is a Sunday night game. I see. There it is. Look at me. Look Unless at me. it was one of those Thursday night games that NBC did. No, this was you a Sunday think so? night okay. game. I, I, I remember this pretty yeah, they specifically because they got absolute waxed. But that was with, uh, with Drew Brees. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and, and take the Buccaneers again because guess what? Drew Brees is uh, is going to uh, – is this a Sunday night game again this, this week you this said? This is Sunday night, yeah. Yeah, so Drew is... Brees will be there but in a suit uh, on TV, not mm-hmm. actually playing Tom Brady. So uh, I think the Buccaneers are going to win pretty handily. Why is this game on Sunday night football? What other game would you put on? Uh, I Green would Bay, put... Baltimore. Green Bay, Baltimore, I could argue, although I've seen Baltimore on primetime a little bit too much recently. I just New don't England, like that. Well, New, New England, Indianapolis is primetime but on Saturday. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could put the Broncos Bengals, but eh, I don't even want to see the Broncos. They're not good. I, I think they're, I don't know. Leave it as is. <laughs> All right. Uh, Monday Night Football is just getting worse and worse. We have the Vikings yeah. in Chicago oh my to take on the Bears. I mean, the, I, I'm going to pick the Vikings um, because I've done nothing but pick the Vikings all year and they've disappointed me. Um, but the Bears are just not very good. Um, I don't know, Shawnee. I just, the, the, the Vikings have been arguably the most disappointing they're not the most frustrating but i think by far the most disappointing uh team in the nfl i I think this year you could argue the 49ers um you could argue the dolphins were supposed to be better this year Uh, the bills have been disappointing sure but the, the the vikings have zero excuses as to struggle the way that they are at six and seven i mean they're the same record as washington and on paper, they are so much better, it's not even funny. I mean, Kirk Cousins was playing great football. Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison are, are one and two fantastic running backs. I mean, you know the receiver core and their defense. I mean, it's just there's there's no – I mean, the new stadium, the everything. I mean, there's just no reason um, for them to suck the way that they do. But I'll take them because the Bears, unfortunately uh, – well, fortunately for the Vikings, are, are worse. So I'll go ahead and, uh, and take the Vikings here, Shawnee. Yeah, I'll go with Minnesota as well. That is it, man. That is week 15. Is that a wrap? That's week 15. Wow. Well, I think the only thing left to do now is eat uh, eat wings, right? Let's go. We got a fantastic Thursday night game. Shawnee, this is a fantastic abode, and uh, I appreciate you allowing us to crash. 
as I sit on this wonderful couch. This is a great couch. Is it? Very, yeah. I've, 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 I have enjoyed this thoroughly. <laughs> and I am holding my microphone uh, just like Johnny's interviewing me. So. Like Michelle Tafoya. Maybe you can take over for Michelle Tafoya. Maybe I could. You know she's leaving. No, really? She's leaving Sunday Night Football next year. Uh, she's not doing sideline reporting anymore. I don't know what happened. Really? Um, and then Al Michaels is probably going to leave Sunday Night Football to go work at Amazon. and do Because Amazon, Amazon. Amazon's picking up, I think, Thursday night next year. So Chris called. So wow. the, we think it's going to be. I don't think Al Michaels leaves for Amazon. I don't think that happens. That everybody's been saying that. I think everybody says a lot of stuff. I don't think that. You don't happens. think that happens? I, he's seventy-eight or seventy-nine at this point. I, yeah, I, think his, I mean, he's the best play-by-play announcer in all of football. Well, right I, now. he's the most iconic. No, he's the best. Who do you think's better? I mean, I love him. Trust me. And I would, I would, if I had the choice of play-by-play guys, it would be him. In terms of like skilled guys or guys that I think are just super fun to listen to, I, you're going to have a hard time not not. Arguing out of Kevin Harlan. I think Kevin Harlan would see And they take the ball over to the my ring. Favorite guy I mean, his voice is just hilarious. I know. No, I Kevin, Kevin Harlan's good. Uh, He's fantastic. I like Ian Eagle and Charles Davis. Uh, yeah, a lot. you've always Ian loved Ian Eagle's Ian. very, very talented. Yeah. When, when we, we, we did uh, play by play broadcasting, that was always the guy. Because I, I would always, I'd be like, yeah, I like the Fox, and you were always the CBS guy. CBS, yeah. Because you're an AFC dude. Mm-hmm. So every time we do broadcasting, every time we do play by play, we would try to refer to ourselves. Oh, we, we sound like such losers here, but as the professional guy, so yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll be uh, Kevin Burkhart. <laughs> I'll be Kevin Burkhart here, yeah, I'll be, you can be Charles Davis, and then uh, and then you'd step up like, get out of here. I'm Eagle as a rider. Yeah, <laughs> over the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. So God, we are such losers. Uh, um, but I, I have I have noticed as I've been talking, my voice is becoming that of an old woman. So I do apologize. Um, but we are making it through. And, and listen, we don't stop here on After Further Review. We do nothing but provide great content or questionable content. The content, either way. We provide content. Whether it's good or not, I have no idea. But uh, as always, thank you all so much for listening. Wherever you are on this beautiful spinning rock, we appreciate you guys so much. We will be back next week. Christmas is fast approaching. So Merry Christmas to everybody out there. After Further Review is in the books. Uh, we are, again, sponsored by Anchor. Anchor FM is the best and easiest way to make a podcast. Johnny. Thank you so much for tonight. You're welcome, man. This is great. Live from uh, Arlington, Virginia. Great time, man. Let's go get some wings. Let's go get some wings, baby. All right, everybody. We will talk to you all soon. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side. Later.